0: Welcome to DPS Seesaw Stars. In this podcast, we are sharing the audio from our weekly Seesaw Stars web series, where DPS educators share how they are using Seesaw to support their students. While it is not as good as watching the video recording, we hope it provides ideas for our educators on the go. Enjoy this week's episode. Resource for folks, because I think this is a really great opportunity for us to all share practices with each other and make sure we're learning from educators who are in the field and actually using this platform. So just wanna welcome everybody today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, this is like what I'm calling like the virtual classroom visit where you can go pop in, see what a teacher's doing for a brief amount of time, take a couple things away and then use them in your own class. So we'll turn this over to our Seesaw star for this week, Brittany Horton.
1: Hi everybody. I'm Brittany Horton. Uh, I teach first grade at Southmore. Um, and I originally started using Seesaw a couple, maybe three years ago, um, as a part of, part of Imaginarium to do personal learning profiles. And, um, I did literacy stations. So that's how they document their work. That's how I first started using it. Um, so that's kind of what my past experience is. So then when we went full remote, I kind of had a good familiarity with everything and, um, What I'm going to share with you guys today, and let me go ahead and pull up, I'm going to present my screen here, is um, just some like quick uh, tips and tricks that I've discovered in my time using Seesaw. Um, I have a handful of things, but I think that um, some of them may be more helpful than others. Um, I also am going to share this, actually let me come back over here, I'm going to share this link. So if you guys want to have access to the PowerPoint, you can. Um it has some links in there too. So um, I'm sharing on my screen, but you have access to it as well in that that chat box if you want to look through it there. Um, just real fast, I wanted to kind of just quickly, if you want to put in the chat box, uh, maybe the grade level that you are teaching. Um and if there's something else, I know somebody said something about the um the the thing spinning. And I full clarity, I know nothing about that. Um that's Maddie's ball game there. Um <laughs> Uh, but if you just put your grade level, because that kind of tells me a little bit more, because I teach primary, so a lot of things that I have in my mind when designing Seesaw lessons, I try to think of what those students do. So, um, you know, as we keep going, if you don't mind just uh, putting in the chat box just your grade, and I'm sharing my screen so you guys can see here different grades. Okay, cool. So I see some primary and some upper elementary. Cool. All right. Um, real fast, so what we're going to be going over today is – um. Um, I'm going to talk about Seesaw extension. So um, what that is, Uh, students asking questions, how I do that in Seesaw, giving feedback inside of students' work, um, assigning rewards to students, the modeling tool. um, And then I included in the PowerPoint, one of the last slides is student views. Uh, Just because I know when you're trying to tell a kid how to use it, your view is different. So I just like took some screenshots and put it in that slide so you have that. And then um, a cool tool, which is teacher notes. Um, so let's jump in. Okay, so if you don't know what extensions are, they're things that you can add on to your um, your Chrome browser. So up here, these little things that have a lot of extensions. And my understanding is that the district has pushed out the extension on everybody's. Um, I'm not going to go too in detail about how to get it. It is in the slide if it's not on yours. So it should be up here in this little circle Seesaw emblem. Uh, if it's not on the slides I gave you, um, it kind of talks through that. There's There's a way to, the next slide is talking about how to reflect in Seesaw with the extension. Um, And then I just put in here, like, if it's not already on here, you guys can download and add it yourself. That's what I had done before um, DPS had put it out. Um, But I'm just going to show you how you can use it real fast. So uh, one way you could use it is if you send your kids from Seesaw to maybe like ABC or something outside of Seesaw. I did this activity prior to joining this meet. So you could see this would be like a student's results on this activity. And I didn't mean to get those wrong. I was just typing a number. So (laughs) Uh, I do know what 2 plus 2 is. Uh, But anyway, so you'll come up here where the Seesaw extension is and click Post to Seesaw. And then you can um, select an area or capture a visible area. I might do this one for my primary because I don't have to drag and click somewhere. So I'll just click that. And it'll take a picture and go automatically into Seesaw. So from here what you can do is just, this would be a student, and they would just click the check, and that would show that they did that work for the day. So you can't see what they're doing outside of Seesaw, but with the extension, you can capture what they're doing outside of Seesaw, and then they can put it into, um, they won't have all these options like I do, but um, they can put it into your class. So that's one thing um, that I wanted to show you guys. And at any point, like if you guys have a question or I'm talking too fast, because I know I talk fast, Um, Please interrupt me and I don't mind answering any questions. Um, So that's kind of all I have for Seesaw Extensions. Again, these slides are just to show you guys how to get it if it's not there. Um, The next piece is student questions. Uh, I have, again in this slide, I have like kind of a click path for you guys if you wanted to have notes afterwards. Um, But what I do for students' questions is I tell students, since there's no, like you can't inbox and just directly with the teacher, not that I know of unless there's a new update or something. Um, I have my students just click the add button um, and then they don't see this. They would see this once they click add button. And then I tell my kids to take a video of themselves and just say, you know, Miss Horton, I didn't know how to do the math activity today. Can you help me? Or I started off by teaching my kids by saying, just ask Miss Horton any question you want. And that's how I had trained them to use this feature um, some of the upper elementary, you could even have them, you know, write a note. Um, some of my primary kids can do that too, but I just let, you can let them choose if you want, but I tried, I taught my kids just to do the video because so this is the easiest. So that's just a quick little, um, way to have that communication. And what I do is when they post it to the journal, I will comment underneath theirs and, and say, you know, I try to answer their question. And if I, if I need to like show them, I might, um, insert a link to a screencast that I took showing them on my screen how to complete something. Um, And that's been really helpful. I actually, um, I didn't pull up, but I do think I had an example on one of my kids. I had sent, uh, I sent it back to them and I just sent the link of how to complete it. I don't have it right in front of me, but um, so that's how I have kids to ask questions. I do have two examples I was gonna share with you guys um, just to kind of show you what I had my kids do. Uh, this is one of my former students and looking at little kids primary age are always fun anyways So I'll just share this with you guys real fast
2: Um, tomorrow, can you please Um, in the morning meeting, can you please Um, can you please show Us your dogs
1: So that was just some. that was when we were practicing And I also left it as a mode of communication relationship building with my students as well So they could come in there ask me something like that, you know Um, And then we could discuss it later, Um, either in our meeting or I could comment below. So I have another student example in there as well if you want to see that. But um, that's one way that I found was really effective of addressing questions with students so that the students were more in charge of their learning opposed to their parents, especially in the setting. Um, So that's asking questions uh, for students. Um, I'm going to click back here just to make sure I'm not... um, Missing any questions? Cool. Yeah, so if you didn't see that in the chat, um, a couple of things about pushing it out. Thank you, Luke. Um, okay, so giving feedback is the next piece I was going to go over. So like you can give feedback in the comments. But what I ran into is when um, students were doing their work, I wanted to like show them what they want, needed to change. So I'm going to walk you through that. And again, the slides after giving feedback kind of, I try to give you just like, a, a path like of notes that you can do later on to refer to. Um, but let me go into my seesaw and I am going to go into one of my students that I know I was going to give him feedback so I can kind of walk you through it. Um, trying to remember who it was. There it is. Okay, so um, with this student I, he completed a 100 chart down here. And what I could do is maybe I want to show him that he's writing these numbers backwards, but if I just say it, he can't navigate it. Sometimes you have to physically show, especially um, you know with primary kids. And so I went into the three dots down at the bottom, down here, and then I went to um, edit item. So if you click edit item, I am actually in their work. So if they would have done something on the drawing page, I, I could do it there. If they had a reading sample that or a writing sample they did, I could circle a piece of their writing. But I can use any of these drawing tools and I could like circle right here and maybe point so that he knows when he comes back. So then like in my voice recording I'd say, Drew, you know, look uh, where Miss Wharton pointed in the picture. I need you to erase that and correct it for me. And then when he can come in here, he can actually erase my feedback if he needs to and then correct what he needs to correct. Now with the picture, it's not as easy because um, because it's a picture of something, but if it was something that they have, they're interacting with in Seesaw, they can. But the last step would be that you would save it as a draft, not save it as a check. So you would click draft and then it would go back to them um, so they could make those edits. That's something that was really helpful for me to pinpoint certain things that they may need to change inside of um, an assignment. I'm not gonna save that one just because I don't want him to do anything with that. All right. So again, these next two slides, I, this is a different example I, I did here. Um, I'll make that a little bit bigger. So I did this one with like a writing example. Maybe I highlighted a certain part and I said, you know, explain explain this piece of the writing. So they knew exactly what I was looking for. Um, but again, this is that click pass, so you can kind of see um, what they do. This is the student view. So when it goes back to the student, um, it says like it says uh, draft, so it will have the orange thing. It might say finish later because I know there's that update with the student view with um, like to do list and then in progress. It might say in progress, but it has the orange thing, so that just gives you a heads up. That's what they're gonna see when they when you get when you send it back to them if you're sending back a response. Uh, the next thing I was gonna talk about is just a way I have discovered to send out student awards. So again, this is just a click path here if you guys want um, quick access how to do it. What I did is at my school, we have something called Mighty Moose. So to administer that, I just click Add, Post Student Work. And then from here, I go to Upload and I have in my drive like the Mighty Moose template that I use. So I'm just going to search Mighty Moose. And then I use the tem- I just click the pit template. And then once the template is in your Seesaw, then I add the student name. So like on the line, I'll just type, you know, sample student. You know, I'll I'll, I'll drag it and move it where it needs to be, whatever you need to do there, obviously. And then once you put that information in you just click the green check and then from here you assign it to the student that received it. So maybe I, you know, let's say my friend sample student received the mighty moose this week and we announced it during our class meeting. I'll say, all right, look in your seesaw for your class award. Then I would just click just their name here. If you wanted to share it with like the whole class, the whole class could see, you could obviously um, choose all, but I have been just choosing just the student, so they have it in their feed. And also it's easier for my other um, or in their journal, I'm sorry. It's also easy for um, my other kids. They don't have things they don't need to see in their Seesaw. Um, I'm just going to skip the folder part. Um, So yeah, that's student awards. That's one way I've used Seesaw just to try to, um, in different ways other than kind of the basic things we've learned thus far. The next thing that I have of tips and tricks um, is modeling assignments. This was something huge um, that I, I talked to my like first grade team that I teach with about, that was really helpful so that when students are getting to Seesaw, they know what to do without just listening to a voice recording. Um, I have an example here and I actually think that I, um, so it's in your slide too if you're on the slides. Um, let me save it, I have it already. but um, So you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about like with modeling. So instead of like uploading a video, what I did, and I'll show you how to create it here in a second, is I put a video here so kids could physically watch me completing the assignment, assignment rather than just explaining it. So I'll just show that to you real quick. So you're going to work on a crossword puzzle. There are a couple of important directions on this crossword puzzle, so pay attention closely. You're going to use a drawing tool to begin by reading the first sentence. Turn on the when you read that, you need to figure out which one of these words makes so sense. So there's a sentences. arrow tool that you Turn can use to point to different pieces as kind. you go through it. This is kind. in Seesaw. That doesn't make sense. Turn mm-hmm. on the light. Oh, that makes sense. Turn on the light. So I'm going to choose a drawing tool. I'm just going to circle the word light. So then I can show them exactly then what I want in completing notice, it. For I'm going to fast forward just a little bit. I also talked about how to draw the picture. So you choose the correct word... Anyway, so this this like was a game changer for me in in terms of having my students be more independent in Seesaw. Um, so real fast to complete this, I was just going to show you how to how you would do that if you wanted to create an activity and kind of model it for your students. Um, for so, what you would do is add uh, multimedia instructions or example, and you are going to. I'm gonna use a template. So maybe I had a screenshot I took or whatever, I'm gonna upload. Um, I'm just gonna upload something from my drive here that I have to go over here. So drive, we use a curriculum called Super Kids. So, um, put Super Kids in there, choose whatever template. If you might have something already in there you wanna upload. Once it's in there, as it's slowly loading. Okay, there. Once it's in there, what you're going to do from here is you're going to use the microphone tool to model students, model for students how to complete. So if you click the microphone tool, you'll see once I click it that down here in this corner um, is a uh, is an arrow that will pop up. So let me show you that here. Okay, so now I'm recording this for students and I have an arrow down here. So if I'm saying, all right, you need to come in here and you need to circle the letter A, read and circle the letter I can point to it as I'm giving students instructions. Um, Then you can also, you know, obviously you can model for students um, what they need to do with the markers or the tools or or whatever. They can't see your cursor when you're modeling like you would do like a, a screencast. Um, with Screencastify or Loom or something. But that's why you would use the arrow piece when you're trying to like point to a certain part of the directions. So once you do that, you just click done for your recording and then you'll click the green check. Um, And then so underneath examples, it's right there for students. And then down here, I'll just add the same template that I have here, but without the recording for them to complete. Um, And then when they're done, like you saw in uh, this activity here, uh this the crossword puzzle one uh you can the video is right here for directions for students so it's not like they have to click to try to find it it's just right there readily available um like i said that one's been kind of a game changer for my students in terms of doing things independently um and again i have a uh just a click path of how i did that what i just explained to you guys um, and then these uh, the last little pieces I have are just other helpful information that I have discovered um, just real fast. I have in here student use. So this is a student of mine's. Um, I logged in, in an incognito version of my Chrome browser so I could log into hers. And um, this is just what they see. So this was helpful because you can see the to-do, the in progress. I know it's kind of tiny on my screen, but if you click, uh, click the link I sent you, that might be a little bit easier. Like I said, this was helpful so that when you're explaining to students um, how to do something, or maybe if you're, you know, using a recording of your screen, you can use something like this to point out, you know, hey, you need to go to do first or whatever you need there. Uh, The other helpful thing is private notes. This one is awesome. A lot of people don't know about this one. Um, I have used this a lot lately because I have been doing assessments with my students and it's just like beginning of the year assessments. Um, So let me show you an example of what I go down past my sample student. Okay. So like this is a words their way assessment we've been doing with our kids. It's like a spelling test um, for people that are not familiar with that. Right down here where there's a speech bubble with the T. Okay. That's teacher notes or they're called private notes. And what I've been putting in there is like anything I want to keep track of for the students. So like has trouble with beginning sounds, I might type that in here. And this only, I'm the only one that sees this. So later on, when I'm trying to reference, you know, something about student work and I don't want to have to read the whole, like I have a couple recordings of kids um, doing like a running record and I don't have to listen to them read all over again. I can look back at my notes and say, Oh yeah, they, you know, they kept on struggling with the short vowel sound, A, as they were reading or whatever the note may may be. Um, But this is super helpful so that you can kind of keep track of your notes. Um, And then, uh, as for so for here, I just kind of, again, I showed you uh, what it looks like, the icon, and then where it is on student activities. The very last thing I have is just a link, um, and that's in the presentation, so you guys can click it whenever. Um, I am part of a seesaw group on Facebook and I saw a notification about uh, updates coming in September. So I thought that might be something that people wanting to know more about seesaw would be interested in. So I put it in the slide. I I briefly looked at it. It says something about pinning activities to the top and then also providing um, a calendar view for students so they can click on a day and see what they had to do for Tuesday or Wednesday rather than everything being in their feed. Uh, my understanding, well, actually, it's not out yet, but that would be an update that's going to be coming in September. Um, so yeah. Um, thank you, Mattia, for posting that again.
0: Yeah, um, I think we have one question that I'm seeing. Um, so a question about wondering what format we can use to post assignments when we upload a file. So that upload feature, what's the file formatting for that that folks can use?
1: uh honestly so i don't if you're my experience has been whatever you want to use so i've been able to upload um for the lesson in terms of modeling something it's been the pdf you can use google drive to upload like i showed you guys um but it won't be a live document so if you upload a google uh, drive document it's not live once in, in seesaw but you can see the document if that makes sense um, in terms of putting pictures in, I, I wouldn't go through that form. You can put it in, but you can't put it in the way I showed you in terms of um, going to Google Drive. And there you go to um, photo in the drawing tool. Sorry, I'm trying to visualize what it looks like in my head um, as I'm explaining it. I'm not sure if that made a lot of, of sense. Um, yeah. And hopefully that uh, answered your question.
2: Oops. I had a question about skills. So, you teach multiple classes and then you add a skill to um, it shows up on all of your classes. Is that is there any way to add a skill to just one specific class? You're adding you're talking about like tagging a, an assignment with a skill? Well, you can't tag can you tag an assignment with a skill before you've created the skill in, in your skill bank. Don't you have to have the skills already kind of built out? I always go to the settings, and then I add a skill.
1: Yeah, so my – because I just noticed this now, and maybe uh, district people can correct me if I'm wrong, but the district pushed out the skills with all the Common Core standards, and it should be in your skill bank. So I have it now in my skill bank. Before, when I was using Seesaw, before we had bought it, I was doing what you were doing and adding a skill to it. Am I understanding you correctly about, like yeah, – they yeah. just.
2: Have the art standards in there so oh. we have to add them so I don't know a different I I just if I add a bunch of art standards that will be 20 more skills that then teachers are gonna have to search through so that was my yeah I don't know what to do
0: yeah here's I can chime in a little bit on this so we've been playing with the skills a little bit more um, and what we've noticed is most of the time uh, the skills that are relevant for the grade level of the course you're making the activity for those are the only skills that are showing up easily through that search. So that's a really great way to help narrow down some of that list that you're seeing. Uh, and they also tend to be pretty searchable. Uh, so if you know which skill you're looking for, you can use that search bar at the top to find the skill that you want to for that activity specifically.
1: Um, I think there's another question here about, managing um to organize this with like specials being in the same class and maybe uh you know i'm open to whoever else because i'm now experiencing that that as well because there are specials are putting it in there i honestly was just going to reach i have the pe teachers stuff in there and my kids are like i don't know what to do when i see it because it's not like something they're trying to respond to it's like get to a link um and i was just going to For me, I was just going to talk to him about, like, going in, like, when are you going in there? Like, can I delete it or can I not delete it? Because you have the control to do that in your classroom. Um, But I wanted to communicate with him first to say, hey, I was trying to organize this so it doesn't get overwhelming for my students. You know, are are you able to come in? So, you know, I don't there's not like a quick seesaw trick I don't know of to do that. More so just like collaboration with whoever's in your class to try to figure out some kind of schedule of what days are you gonna go in so I can make sure this is clear? When can I clear type of thing? That would be my only suggestion with that.
0: Huh. Yeah, and I think the other thing that we're seeing is the, the kind of the folder strategy where teachers are keeping things within your folder, which I think you talked about, like alluded to Brittany, um, where you have every teacher kind of manages the things in their own folder, so they have their own space to do these things, but knowing that any co-teacher has access to everything that's in the class, and that's where that collaboration and communication piece is super key yeah
1: and yes you could yeah organize with folders. someone said that i'll chime in and yeah add on what you were saying um and that is the moment a teacher goes in they can just click those folders and go right into the folder they want to see the stream for basically so um, don't feel overwhelmed when you see everything in there from all your co-teachers because as a teacher you are going to see everything there right Um, but if you immediately go into folders and pick the folder for the activities that you want to see that have been submitted that's all you're going to see right off the bat it takes some getting used to if you're used to using seesaw differently but if you're new to it it's a great habit to get into
2: so yeah. if things are in a folder and then everything gets archived does the things in the folders get archived too when you archive all because you can archive activities
1: so My is if you archive the activities and they then that means they go off of the student journal But you still have them access in your activities
2: area. I'm not sure if that's answering your question either. (laughs) There's just a way to archive all activities um, all at once, so I don't, I don't know. But then that means that anybody who is a co-teacher on a thing, then your activities get archived as well, and then they can do. Yeah. Um, And so I'm wondering if you put them in a folder, are they safe from being archived when you hit archive all?
1: I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure.
0: Okay. My my gut is telling me no, um, just based upon what I've seen. But I think I think one of the things I want to highlight for folks here is um, one of the things that we are kind of being asked to do as teachers during this very unprecedented time is really take into account the student user experience on a level that like we've never really been asked to before, right? I think that's like a whole new frontier to some of this remote learning time, and so like. While well, it might be uncomfortable for us, I think you know there are some intentional things that we can do that we can kind of um, make some of those work habit changes to make a much better experience for our students. So I just want to appreciate everybody that's working hard to do that uh, and make this as manageable for our families during this really challenging time right now. Any last questions, folks, have for today for Brittany, who's done a, done a great job showing us all sorts of art, all sorts of fun features.
1: Yeah. Thank you guys for popping in. And I'm, I'll put my email real fast in the chat. Not that I am an expert. I just have some ways that I've discovered. So if you have any questions, like feel free to reach out um, at any time. I'm happy to help out any way I can.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for uh, being with us here today, Brittany, and hopefully folks are walking away with a, just a few items, like gems, right, if you will, to take back to their classroom. So I know how much this is always valuable for me, and I'm sure it is for others as well. So want to thank you for spending some time with us today. For sure, yeah, thank you guys. If you have questions about using Seesaw and DPS, be sure to check out our Seesaw All-in-One document or reach out to your digital coach. More information on these resources can be found in our show notes. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next episode where we'll hear from more DPS Seesaw Star educators. Take care.